This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on, get on, uh, get on, a gentleman's clubs. Oh. You, know, you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Here or I? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, welcome to hour two. Sinner and Saint. If you miss anything from hour one, uh, you can go to 1080thefan.com, and there's a podcast available for you. You can listen to that to uh, help you get through your hours and hours of quarantine. I don't feel that um, I don't feel that bored during quarantine. Have you experienced the uh, shocking boredom of being locked in your home with nothing to do, Will Darkens? Not so much, just because working from home has become uh, quite the chore now because... Uh, You know, so many more people are online. Our cluster of stations are making a huge, huge, huge effort to put more content on the web. So um, my days are very busy. Yeah. If you walked out to the car to turn on your AM, FM radio to listen to the Sinner and the Saint, you should know you can just listen to it on your smartphone, smart speaker, or desktop by going to radio.com or asking Alexa to play 1080 The Fan. Hey, Alexa. Play Will Darkens in 1080 The Fan. Does that work? No. Have you t- hey, can you play those two idiots uh, that do the Saturday show on 1080 The Fan? Can we program it so it does that? Who do we talk to about getting that done? I don't know. Can we can we, can we we put in all the keywords so that the most ridiculous requests conjure up our show? Like what? Uh, play Dummy and Dummy. And then it plays that. Or, I don't know. Hey, Alexa. I'm looking for a hooker. Yeah. Now playing Sinner and Saint. <laughs> what was the the popular one when Siri was out? Hey Siri, where do you hide a dead body or something like that? Uh, stuff like that. Just play Sinner and Saint. How do how do we rig it so we can uh, put in weird requests that just play our show? That's what we need to figure out. That would uh, make I don't us, know if we want to do that. That would make us popular with the kids. Oh, it'd be a fun little game. Watch all these things that play this stupid radio show these idiots do in Portland. Right? Hey, Siri, how much blood can I lose before passing out? <laughs> and then it plays our show. Now playing Sinner and Saint. Hey, hey, Siri, what is plasma? And then it just plays our show or Alexa or whoever. Huh? Hey, Siri, how much human urine can I ingest and safely drive a car? And our show plays. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? 
See what I'm saying? It'd be kind of fun. We were going to start our TikTok account, but then we uh, we were ordered to stay six no, feet we apart. Weren't. We totally were. No, we weren't. You don't even know what TikTok is. I t- oh, we can start it today. You just have to do it from six feet away. I'm not going to get anywhere near the computer with you to, to look at the thing and help edit it. But if you want to start a TikTok account, I told you three weeks ago we needed to do this. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to get anywhere near you because I'm afraid of the coronavirus. And it turns out you were right and the whole world should be afraid. And uh, I probably made fun of you for it. But now here we are. 23 days into no sports and we haven't started our tiktok account yet it's embarrassing you know i want to say i feel vindicated <laughs> so i will oh, i feel good. vindicated good. good for you yeah dummy me Just paying attention to the cdc now they're saying that uh yeah you probably should cover your face when you leave the house that's probably a good idea wear the face mask but don't wear the one that works really well because people that are more important than you need it that is the actual summation of all the articles I read about covering your face yesterday when you go out in public, there was one that was like, hey, this is how you go grocery shopping today. And I will pass along the warning in, in my layman's vernacular so that everybody can understand it. But uh, basically what it said with the new face covering thing, for anybody that uh, is concerned or hearing about it for the first time, the CDC came out and said that, yes, covering uh, covering your face with a mask a scarf, a bandana, whatever you use, a homemade uh, face mask, whatever. A milk is, jug. Is a hollowed-out milk jug. They actually don't recommend that. Oh, okay. Not that. You want something that's breathable. Um, but what they said about it was... Hollowed-out coconut? One of the bigger fears... <laughs> Where do you get a coconut? You probably about to swallow. Um, they told me pineapple skin worked. <laughs> the... Um, the thing about the face mask is this is not an alternative to all of the other safety measures that you are taking. So if you do go to the grocery store and you see everybody wearing face mask, it doesn't make everything all of a sudden safer. You're still supposed to maintain your social distancing, mm-hmm. wipe down surfaces. Surfaces don't do that. One of their big fears and the reasons they actually uh, waited to tell people to cover their face mm-hmm. is that they were worried people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I covered my face. Not the case. Just so you know. 55305 is the better you today. Text. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's the Fan text line. Well done. Um, it's the Will Darkens text line. What the F? Do you mean I have? I didn't have to actually come to work today in order to listen to you two bozos. Thank you, Raymond. Bad bad move, Raymond. Also, how about, hey, Alexa, play those two guys that paint penises on cardboard cutouts. That's again, a good one. Again, just Will painting the penises. I just, I, I'm starting that was not body. the first thing you thought, seriously. No, I would start upper body. Because... They were in a church, and they would be on the pews. Even if you draw uh, the lower regions on them, you're probably not going to see them from the front of the church. So I would start with the That's front the part. That's the best part. What do you mean? Is it hidden? would be a slow burn. They wouldn't realize it until later <laughs> oh, in the I ceremony. Oh, totally got you. You didn't even know it. Yeah, that would be the best part. If you do the boobs, it's, I mean, it's funny, but then it wears off. If you do penises, if you draw cardboard pe- or draw penises on the cardboard figures they won't realize it until they're doing their vows until it catches maybe like the the corner of the dude's eye he's gonna laugh during them very good what a pubic hair on that oh let me drew a big old thing on the, oh, look at that oh sorry honey what were you saying oh yeah yeah i do let's go hey look at that <laughs> look what will did <laughs> so why? glad we invited him and only him <laughs> why did you make him your best man ah, he's such an idiot the wedding's off and you ruin the whole thing well, so it's come to this. Come to what now? I don't know. I just thought that would be a good thing to say. <laughs> well done. Uh, the I have the career accolades. And where the three 
primary players elected into the Hall of Fame rank. Okay. All time. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to do it next. Let's look at the clock. We're right on time. Oh, yeah. I know. You know, we knew, we got a lot coming up. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point. All right. So if you've not seen the Hall of Fame class, don't look right now. We'll tell you who it is. We'll do it next. You're listening to The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. Luke Anderson, Will Dawkins with you on a beautiful Saturday. Look, sun's, sun's out. Yeah, it looks pretty good out there. I know. I'm going to look pretty awesome shirtless with my bandana on going to the grocery store later. And, you know, I think we've said this on this station and various guys have said it, that we are down by the waterfront. There are so many J-offs jogging next to each other. Well, maybe they're from the same household. You don't know these people. Don't make like, don't, there is don't, a lot of people getting very close to each other on this trail. Don't sit back and judge and be Mr. Judgy Judgerson on everybody. You know, a jog is a great way to get out of the house, uh, exercise a little bit. It's a great way to stay in shape. It is. It's a, good, a great way to stay fit, stay active. And right now, that's what we need is to stay safe and stay active. And if they're part of the same household, why wouldn't they run next to each other, Will? Huh? I'm just saying, I see like, uh, what, five people? Getting close. Getting, getting all within six feet of each other. I've been running around my neighborhood, and then uh, if I get near anybody, I just run right in the middle of the street. Oh, do you? Yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, it's pretty pretty safe because no cars are out, so it makes it a lot easier. So it, the, the, advice, the advice that I read that I've tried to stick to, and this is a way to be courteous because what happened when we first did the stay home, stay safe? I looked at every single person that I saw, and I'm like, they have it. They're going to give it to me. Yeah. And that's I still what I think. Okay. Well, I'll give you my advice, and you see if this works better for you. But it made me super paranoid, and I felt like I was demonizing people immediately. So somebody suggested this. I wish I could give them credit, but it was just kind of a headline I saw, and it stuck with me. So instead of thinking that everybody else has it, mm-hmm. just imagine you have it and what you would do. But I don't. I understand that. But... If, if you're a good citizen, if you're not a psychopath, and you realize that you have something that's very contagious, what measures would you take to make sure that you're not passing it on? So that's what I try to do. I wash my hands. I don't touch my face. I do all the things that you're not supposed to do to the best of my ability uh, because I don't want to transmit this to anybody else. So if I see somebody, the other way you can look at it is assume everybody that you meet thinks you have it is another way to do it. But like when I'm jogging, if I'm going past somebody on the sidewalk, I'm like, Oh, that's an old person. They probably think that I'm going to get them sick and kill them since I'm, uh, you know, 30 years younger than they are because there's a couple of retirement communities around my neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, oh, I'll get out of their way so they don't have to freak out. See, while you're motivated by empathy, I am motivated by just, just pure liquid fear. You screamed at a man for taking a few minutes to pick ice cream in I the store. I did not scream at him. You damn near, you'd have punched him if it wasn't for social distancing. I was very assertive. <laughs> I uh, (laughs) stepped up three feet from him and said, excuse me, I'd like to get something out of that cold bin, please. If we could get your wife on the line right now, what would she say of the incident? That you were assertive? You were assertive or you were a jerk? All right, for the next segment, we'll get her on and we'll get her uh, her comments on what happened. Yeah. Okay. We're without live sports, so all of a sudden things that normally would pass by uh, my radar jump to the uh, kind of front of the page. And this is actually a pretty good Hall of Fame induction class for the NBA. Mm. Not something that really usually catches my attention, and maybe it would because of uh, the 
death earlier this year of Kobe Bryant, uh, but Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett, all part of the 2020 Hall of Fame class. That's pretty damn good company. I do like this Hall of Fame class because it kind of sets the stage for what 2000s NBA was. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah. It's it's the NBA in the 2000s. So I know Kevin uh or I'm sorry, um Tim Duncan won NBA titles in the like, 2010s. He won one. Yeah. Did but, he won he was he on the 99? I think he was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Robinson never won one without him. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but I was trying to remember if it was 99. I thought it was. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because that's a decade I always feel like is kind of glossed over that people don't think about. And the reason I say that is because most decades of the NBA have players that you point to that generally the public points to and goes, that's what that decade was. Yep. You can say the 80s was... Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. The 90s was Michael Jordan. The 2000s was, I don't know. The 2010s was LeBron James and Steph Curry. Really? People say, I don't know. I think people would point to Kobe and Shaq. I guess so. Yeah. It's kind of hard because it was just kind of a mixed field. There was yeah. no real domination except for the Spurs and Lakers. And the Spurs were so boring that you almost forget <laughs> that they won all those titles in the 2000s. And the Lakers did it all at the very beginning, and then nothing happened until well, they 2010. A, they had a split. They split their five championships over that time period. But, but well, yeah. Well, no, I, right? Because they won. They, oh, won. they, won, oh, they beat the Magic in nine. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to think, because 10 was, wait, no, they didn't. That was 10. Be, well, oh, hell, I'm getting my NBA I know, but you're also using a very strict... A guideline for for what the decade is. I tend to loosen up at the end because if you look at the the Lakers runs, I think of them. If they, even if they go into 2011, you still think of it as the Kobe Lakers when they are at their height of their dominance was in the 2010s. Yes, yeah. it bled over into the other decade. Tim Duncan and and David Robinson bled back into the 90s, but you still think of them as a 2000 2000s dynasty, not a 90s dynasty because like you said, that belongs to Jordan couple stats around these uh, fellows going in. So you ask, this is uh, quite the trio of guys going in to the Hall of Fame, right? How do they stack up against other trios? This is by far the most all-star games combined for three entrants into the Hall of Fame in one class ever. The 2003 class that included uh, Jordan, David Robinson, John Stockton totaled 34 all-star appearances. Uh, if you go back to um, 74, uh, it's tied there with Jerry West, Oscar Robertson, and uh, sorry, D. Bouchier. I don't even know who that is. Sorry. I'm uh, sure some, uh, some, some experienced yeah. NBA or will me. text in 55305 and slap you across the face. I can't believe you don't know who that is. Yes, this is the 74 class, so they would have had to have been out of the league for four years, so sorry that I do not know my 1960s uh, NBA that well. Don't you even know what plasma is? <laughs> I do. It's good. So do I. It's We both do. We got smarter. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain it to you. <laughs> Here is where these three individual players rank in all NBA teams made. How about this? Okay. Kobe Bryant tied for the most appearances on an all NBA team with Tim Duncan. Hmm. 
And then tied for 24th, Kevin Garnett. All defensive teams tied for second, Kobe Bryant. Tied for second, Kevin Garnett. Who are they behind? Tim Duncan. First team All-NBA, tied for first, uh, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Duncan is fifth and uh, all-star appearances. You have Kobe Bryant is uh, second with the most, uh, second for the most all-star appearances. Tim Duncan is tied for fourth with Kevin Garnett. See, and here's the thing. That's pretty damn good. If you asked the normal NBA layperson to list, hey, give me your top five players, Tim Duncan would not appear. If you asked him to name top 10 NBA players, Tim Duncan maybe would appear. Yeah. Maybe. He was just kind of a quiet presence, man. And I think a lot of what he did, too, is attributed to just the Spurs as a core. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because really, Tim Duncan wasn't Tim Duncan without David Robinson or Tony Parker or Manu Ginobili or any of the other massive cast of characters that came through in those uh, 2000s teams. And really, he is, he wasn't Tim Duncan without Kawhi Leonard in, um, what was it, 2014 when they won the title. So, yeah. uh, you know, again, it goes back to my point of the 2000s in the NBA. It was just kind of a innocuous time. It was a time where you kind of forget about a lot of things because – when LeBron James got drafted and was in the league, I think so many people in the mid two thousands were just waiting for LeBron James to pop. Yeah. They were waiting for it. And really that didn't happen until he went to the heat and you entered the 2010s. That's why I say when you get to the 2010s, the players that defined it were Steph Curry and LeBron James. Yeah. And I just, the two thousands was such an odd time. And I, I'm glad that it's these three guys getting inducted all at once because they were literally they defined what basketball in the 2000s was you're missing Shaq yep. but yep it was those guys yeah and uh, I don't know I mean it's 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 a pretty pretty stellar class when you can see three guys go in together and it just gives you an opportunity to realize what the battles were like too between the, yeah. the Spurs and the Lakers dude you know the the battles I remember more were Spurs and Suns yeah it really the Suns and the Spurs. So would you put Nash in there as part of the two thousands guys that you would? Yeah, and again, you'll forget about Nash because he didn't win a title, but he won back to back MVPs. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's interesting, and that's really what I remember most from the two thousands was um, the Spurs playing the Suns and the Lakers playing the Suns because yeah. they always kind of took them to the brink, and you were almost kind of cheering for the run and shoot type of offense that they did or the seven seconds or less or whatever, you were cheering for it to get to the NBA title. It never happened. The one thing that I think is very disappointing about the NBA season being postponed is the two teams battling at the bottom of the Western Conference playoffs. You could have seen a 1-8 matchup between either John Morant, who is fantastic to watch, or Zion Williamson taking on LeBron James. And, you know, you talk about the the players of the 2010s uh, being Steph and LeBron. They're not going to be the players of the 20s. It's going to be any number of these guys that we're seeing right now. Let's but be honest. Doncic? No. It's going to be honest. It's going to be one guy. We're yeah. talking about three guys right here. Who's, who's, who's going to be along with Giannis, Giannis uh, as part of the 2020s? And I think I think you're just starting to see it. Doncic is having an incredible Doncic, season. Yeah, maybe. Um, John Morant is rookie of the year, and Zion Williamson is an absolute beast. And I'm not saying that you know one season makes a, a decade, but what you were starting to see is I wanted to see the young guy matchup. I know everybody, you know, well, half of Portland wants the Blazers to make the playoffs. Half the 
said he wanted him to tank. But I don't know, man. The rest of the country was going, all right, are you going to get to see Zion and the former Lakers playing against the Lakers in the first round? I don't know. I, to me, it was it was pretty exciting to go into the NBA playoffs. And now we don't know what we're going to see, if we're going to see NBA playoffs at all. We so, will not. And in fact, it's not official yet. Well, I was about to give you. Oh, did we just get an update? Some news. Mm. Um, this, I mean, it doesn't directly relate to what you're, the news you're expecting, but it's a very good indicator. Um, NBA teams and NFL teams are basically set to say, hey, virtual draft, yep. even heading into the next season. And there was also news that came out that, uh, I think it was Friday that the players association is now negotiating with the league to say, okay, what's, what's the payout? Cause yep. this, it's not going to happen. Yep. We're just literally going to skip a season. Major league baseball is looking at playing games without uh, fans now too. When they said they would not do that just a week I ago. I think they're going to miss their season. Baseball too. Yeah. Just miss all season. Yeah. It'll, it, I mean, if you can't play football in October, I'm with you. How could you play baseball? I don't No, yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a, it's a strange times. Uh, and yeah, missing a season uh, would be disappointing. I'm sure for everybody, but uh, let's hope we don't miss much more than that. Um, thanks for the bad news there at the end. Let's uh, let's parlay that into if you have a different, different tone for this sports center update. Better. Fantastic. So if you're just joining the show, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, Will had a uh, incident at the uh, grocery store where he started screaming at people and uh, flailing and going into full panic mode. Uh, at least that's the way I'd like to believe the story went. Uh, but Will's telling a tamer version of it. So we're bringing Megan on uh, to tell uh, our fans uh, exactly what Will is like in public. Megan, thanks for, thanks for jumping on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm I am fantastic. Uh, this is the one day of the week that I'm allowed out of the house, so I'm going to do all my grocery right. shopping today. So I'm going to try to avoid, um, you know, freaking out on anybody. So in in your words, don't let Will influence you at all here. Tell us exactly what happened in the ice cream aisle uh, the other day at the grocery. It's okay, store. honey. Tell him what happened. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I was going to say you might want to avoid the ice cream aisle because that's a, a very high tension aisle at the grocery. So um, anyway, so you know, I came around the corner. I was said to Will, "You go pick the ice cream. I'm going to get whatever, and I'll meet you in the ice cream aisle." So I come around the corner and I see Will standing behind an elderly man. Elderly. On, yes. Good. He was probably like. 70 something sure and you know he's standing behind him pretty like you know aggressively i would say just you know <laughs> intimidating him just his and, posture so he hasn't even said anything just his posture is aggressive towards an elderly man yeah okay. and yeah and so um so i walk up and he's just standing there in silence and i'm like hey you're gonna grab the ice cream like you know which one we want what are you waiting for and this little old man is like, you know, figuring out what he wants to get. He hasn't made his mind up yet. He's, like, looking at his options. And then Will, all of a sudden, just says, excuse me, I'm going to grab this ice cream, get barges in front of this guy, grabs it, and storms off down the ice cream aisle. Let me see this. What was, the guy's, what was the guy's reaction? You know, I wasn't really gauging his reaction. I was more just focused on Will storming off down the aisle. Um, but, you know, I, I imagine he was kind of, you know, taken aback by it. See, here's the thing. Okay. Me Megan, I, I, I love you, but you're saying that 
this little old man, this dude was a clean six, six. Like he was a big old man. He, he was intimidating himself. Oh, geez. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Part of the 1974, uh, retirement class from the NBA. Six, a bulky six. old man. Bulky. Okay. I think he, I think he did uh, Pilates. Ooh, watch out. Uh, yeah. Well, he looks frail. So, so is Will is Will freaked out on anybody else? How's he handling this whole uh, stay at home, stay safe? Because he, he's trying to act like he's cool with it, but he's wearing uh, restaurant serving uh, gloves <laughs> over everything. It, he's a total nutcase about this, isn't he? Yeah. Does he have his mask on? No, he's not wearing a mask right now. Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you know, I think at home he's doing pretty good, but it's just leaving the house. You know, some, we go to. Um, Aloha High School every day to go work out on the track, and he—that's another place that he gets very like upset when people get too close to him. Does he wear a and mask to work out in? No, not yet. Not yet. Just a matter of time. <laughs> there were these two girls um, that were yeah. jogging next to us, and they were on their phones taking pictures of themselves or or TikToking or whatever, and they were in the middle lane. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's two yeah, people okay. jogging next to each other outside right now, and he's about to have an aneurysm. Well, Megan, <laughs> Megan, thank you for coming on and clarifying that uh, cool. Will is indeed a psycho. Yes, he is. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's Will's wife giving us a little insight. Will trying to play it cool for the Saturday show, but um, he, listen, man, he he's uh, he's paranoid. He's freaking out. I just don't want people getting near me. <laughs> no big deal. Um, you know, again, I think you look inward and uh, and you you determine your actions by the way you want other people to respond to you. Oh, you shut up. You're go, wearing a bandana around your neck. You're I'm going to the grocery store I, with your shirt off. I I may take my shirt off. I haven't decided. I haven't come fully committed to it, but I haven't committed to the bandana. Uh, again, I'm trying to be uh, empathetic and assuming that everybody around me thinks that I have COVID-19 and trying to make them more comfortable. That's the path that I am taking. Will is screaming at old men in grocery stores. Uh, he's got one taste bud left. He's in his, his mid-70s, and he's going, which ice cream can I still taste? And he's trying to read through them. He's got cataracts so he can't read. And you storm up and yell at him instead of just going, excuse me, and grabbing your I ice cream. I didn't say excuse me. I just said it in a louder voice because I'm sure he was hard of hearing. I don't think that's a big deal. Okay. Well, you're not a, you're you're not a psycho at all. Um, did you see the tweet that uh, Mike Leach sent out? Yeah, I talked about it in the update. I I didn't know if you actually saw the tweet because the tweet has been deleted. And I didn't know if you saw the tweet or if you took any offense to it. Well, I will say that Mike Leach's Twitter game is strong. Oh, okay. Uh, he's he's good. He'll always tweet out funny memes, and I'm not going to say that they kind of. Uh, err on the side of controversial, but they're always kind of like a little touch and go funny. A little this edge one, to them. Yeah, this one was like, well, maybe don't tweet out a meme with a noose. Yeah. So, and you coach for a team in Mississippi. Maybe you think yeah, about Yeah, that's, that's where it kind of gets to. So uh, one of his defensive linemen for his new team uh, has decided to transfer because of Mike Leach. And his insensitivity. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a bad look for him. Um, I would also like to give an update on um, a story that we talked about last week. So last week we were talking about uh, Joe Buck, and he was uh, asking people to send in 
home videos that he would do play-by-play of. Um, so <clears throat> what do you think people started sending Joe Buck? When Naked asked, pictures or them having sex, right? Yeah. 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 So now, That's awesome. Now Joe Buck has gone out and asked people to stop sending him uh, videos of them having sex. So now guess what people are probably doing? Pictures sending of them more. pooping. Sending, oh. No, they're sending oh, more, oh, sorry, sorry. more of the exact same thing. I so. thought I knew where you were going. <laughs> like, is there anyone worse that you would want play-by-playing your sex? Like, really? I don't want Joe Buck play-by-playing that. Yeah. That's going to take me out of the mood. Whoa, quick. Yeah, I don't want John Madden doing it. Get the crevice here. Boom. Uh, I don't want the Monday night guys doing it. Tessator and Booger McFarlane. I would take Booger because he would he would just be rambling and I could ignore it. Oh, you're saying that you can hear it. I'm thinking that like the video because you can't hear the broadcasters while you're playing the game. Well, yeah, but I guess I'm assuming like I'm going to be I, I, I will be hearing it. Like if I'm sending, you're assuming that Joe Buck is just right saddled up at the side of your bed. Well, so just the, going in there. He's giving you advice. Hey, we'll, we'll yeah. get in there. Be more aggressive, like the grocery store. This is the idea, right? Is that you send it to him, you get the audio recording, and then you can play it later. That's why people are doing it, right? Yes. So well, you can play it later during sex. I don't think so. Well, why did you send it to him? I think just because it's Joe Buck and he's asking for home video. So you go, oh, he'll like this one. Uh, the Malheur uh, lockup. They said they needed essential supplies. What did people send to the... Uh, the guys that took over adult uh, adult toys yeah they did yeah they definitely did so and then they asked them to send less of the adult toys and more food and water and people sent more adult toys well now you heard that uh old fauci the uh epidemiologist he's been getting like sexual requests He's also been getting death threats, that too. That, too, yeah. So, he's getting a wide array. I don't know if Joe Buck is getting death threats uh, for what he's trying to do, but, yeah, there's definitely a wider array. So they increased his um, his security detail because people think that he's, because he's talking about COVID-19, he's the actual one that is spreading it. Um, Wait, so what? They go, oh, yeah, this this wouldn't be happening if the guy that was talking about it wasn't talking about it. Well, I think they're more mad because he's, he's ruining the economy. He, yeah, he's suggesting yeah. very harsh social distancing guidelines that are keeping businesses closed. Now, I think people are sending Joe Buck death threats because... I don't think they're sending Joe Buck death threats. Well, I, I'm going to guess that Joe Buck has received a couple death threats. Um, uh, I, I think when you get that famous, no matter what you do, like I'm sure Al Michaels has gotten death threats. Really? Oh, yeah. Come who, on. Who hasn't gotten death threats? Uh, Al Michaels has? Jim Nance? Yes, of course Jim Nance has. <laughs> I, I think when you're that high profile of a person, you attract the crazies, right? You're on national television. You're going to get seen by a wide a wide audience, right? You're going to get somebody that will take something you said that is just so normal wrong, yeah. and they're probably going to send you a death threat. Fair enough. Yeah, if, your team just, lo- if your team loses and he was doing the broadcast, yeah. like how dare you call the game that way? You screwed up the juju. Yeah. <laughs> you jinxed him. Die, you um, jerk! I don't know about Portland, but I did see a headline that adult toy shops are remaining open in Iowa uh, amid "Stay Home, Stay Safe." Hmm. And before we get to uh, what to watch, I also just wanted to bring you this headline because I think it's uh, something that you can go back read on your own time. Um, but you ever read uh, GQ? 
I actually used to. Gentleman's Quarterly. Mm. All, full of all kinds of helpful tips. Um, if you go into this month's edition of uh, GQ, they do have a gentleman's guide to taking nude selfies. Just a little light reading for you. Wait, what? The headline is, The Gentleman's Guide to Taking and Sending Nude Selfies. Yeah, I don't think they ever are going to look good. Like, unless... Well, uh, hey, listen, they've I got... I mean, what's step one? Get an amazing body? Uh, no, <laughs> they actually they actually say that uh, the fabric uh, behind you and the lighting are two of the uh, big key components. Gives you posture recommendations, all kinds of things. So, like, uh, down the list, could you find the one that says, uh, have six-pack abs? Yeah. Um, so, no, does that no, come up at any time? No, no, it says don't take yourself too seriously. And you're already, you're already breaking one of the rules, Will. Just saying, if you need a little light reading... You need something to do. You're locked up at home. You can't get to, uh, you know, your your loved ones that you would like to send nudes to. GQ has got your back. Step three, be good looking. <laughs> Are you good looking? Oh, you're not? Uh, you can quit reading. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send it. Yeah, never uh, mind. Yeah, no, I think you're safe there. Um, one more headline before we get to, um, I can't get it to load. One more before we got to what to watch. Oh, calm down. So, you like me at a grocery. <laughs> they're suggesting maybe that because of this delay, the NBA could permanently move their season okay. to start Christmas Day. Ooh. Your thoughts. Hasn't that been floated even before COVID-19? It has. And yeah. they're saying this is a perfect opportunity because it will probably, if they do end up having a playoff, it will push back the start of next season. Uh what are you for it or against it? And I'll tell you if you have the right or wrong answer. Oh, um, well, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of for it because it, permanent change. Oh, permanent? Yeah. Well, no, I'm against it. Okay, then you're. I on. would say you need to probably do it just one season. The reason I'm against it is because, or I'm, the reason I'm for it is because I'm for anything that yeah, puts yeah. basketball I, back I on, on TV. I understand yeah. that. But what I'm saying yeah. is a permanent change means that your season starts as the NFL is winding down and college football is winding down, and then you push the championship to the middle of summer where nothing else is going on? Mm -hmm. I think what you'd have to do to try it is do a protracted season and start on Christmas Day and then do, I don't know, 60 games or something, and then get the season down, see how it goes revenue-wise and ratings-wise. And then take that time to go, okay, well, maybe they'll have a little bit more of an off season, or maybe they'll have a little bit less depending on, yeah. you know, how we felt this worked. I, uh, I, I think try it, but just knock 20 games off. I think the NBA would be smart to do this because then you don't have to share your championship run with hockey. Now that hockey's taken a ton of eyeballs away, but hockey doesn't make sense wrapping up in the summer. Then you have championship for football in the first quarter. Second quarter is hockey. Third quarter, you've got an NBA championship. You have the fourth quarter. You have your um, World Series. I think it's perfect, but if I say that, I'm disagreeing with Damian Lillard, so that makes me a bad Portland Trail Blazers fan. Yeah, it does. He hates it. All right. There are, there are just some quick headlines that I wanted to get I to. I am anti-Damian Lillard. Yes, you are. Uh, some rapid-fire headlines for you to just catch you up on uh, some things that are being talked about in the news, but we tell you what to watch next in our segment we call What to Watch. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. 
It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. 55305 is the fan text line. Uh, if anyone has watched the entire series, I think it's only six episodes of The English Game, let me know if it's worth continuing. I'm two episodes in. It's okay. But What's it's that? 1870s, 1890s, something uh, uh, soccer. Uh, series and it, uh, it you know talks about the uh, the working class taking on the upper crust of English society in soccer matches. It's okay, but if the third episode doesn't get uh, a little bit better, I, I don't need to see it. So five five three zero five fan text line. It's the guys that did uh, Downton Abbey, which I found to be a delightful series. How many episodes do you give before bailing? Uh, two or three. So I'm right on. I'm right on that. I'm right on that edge. If it's really terrible, I'll bail after one episode. But I, I got out early on Peaky Blinders, and everybody says that's fantastic. So I don't. I haven't ventured back that direction. Yeah, I bail uh, in 15 minutes. Oh, it, like well, literally, you got to get me in 15 minutes. And I'm not saying like cars have to explode and murders and sex, but like it doesn't you, hurt. You need to present something to me that creates intrigue in 15 minutes and if you don't i'm out yeah but that's on an episode but here's the problem what if they get you in the first 15 minutes then the next 45 minutes are just okay and then the next episode's just okay no, then, if they, look if they get me in 15 then i'm intrigued and you watch the entire series well we'll see well that's there's a we'll see point we're at the we'll see point it's a two-phase system i, I understand 15, if i like it maybe fair, three fair four Possibly five. It could be six. So you don't have any hard and fast rules, except for if you're an old man in my way of the ice cream, you're getting yelled at. Maybe it's eight eight episodes. I don't know. Uh, Will, what, are, what what did you watch this week that you would recommend to others? Uh, I am continuing to watch How to Fix a Drug Scandal on Netflix. How to Fix a Drug Scandal. It is about two um, uh, forensic chemists in Massachusetts. And they, um, it's basically a story of how, uh, you know, they continue to get these uh, illicit drugs from uh, crime investigations in the state. And uh, some S goes awry because they start to uh, break rules about testing the drugs and taking the drugs. Mm. Uh, and there's more to it than just that base level of the story. And again, Within 15 minutes of this show, they explained all that in the first 15 minutes, and then right at that mark, they threw something in that you were like, what? Whoa, what? Yeah, and so it kept me going, and I'm on, like, episode three. How to fix a drug scandal. Somebody yeah. says the English game is a movie. No, it's not. It's a miniseries. Are you sure? I'm, I'm watching it right now. And Are you sure says, you didn't just, like, turn it off halfway through the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive. I did make it all the way through a movie last night. Uh, have you seen Molly's Game? No, and I, I wasn't terribly... It's really good. Really? Yes. It's... Is it Aaron Sorkin? It is. Uh, really? Yeah, I got to dump that. You got to... Really? Dude, Sorkin movies are all just... just. 
just barf dialogue. It's just literally people talking at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, there's an element of that. And saying nothing for, like, a good chunk of the movie that they could have said in, like, five minutes. I found it very entertaining. Uh, but also it is um, – it's – poker game you realize that right too and yes and who's the woman it is molly bloom mm -hmm. who i realized about halfway through the movie i'm like oh duh that's jeremy bloom's sister the uh colorado wide receivers number one skier in the u.s uh who was had all the controversy because he was an olympic athlete playing college sports and was not allowed to fundraise uh for his olympic career because he was a amateur in the eyes of uh of the ncaa I don't remember that guy. You don't remember Jeremy Bloom? Huh. What? Get out of here. Uh, yeah, so about halfway through the movie, I'm like, ah, duh. Oh, I know this guy. I don't know. I thought, oh. it, I thought it was very entertaining. It's, uh, it's an Oscar-nominated film on Netflix. We had the realization that there are so many good movies in the world, very few of them are actually available on the streaming services. There's a lot of mediocre movies out there on the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazon Pluses. Well, define of the world. a good movie. Uh, what's what's your favorite movie? Mm, Casino. Not available Goodfellas. on streaming. Not available on streaming. Actually, Goodfellas is available on streaming. Is it? Yeah. Which one? Oh, you mean service. what service? Netflix. Yeah. It, it is okay. available on Netflix. Yeah. I thought you meant which Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, which Goodfellas. There's two. Uh, uh, you always talk about uh, what's the other movie that I wanted to watch. Uh, I can't think of now what it is. The one with you always say you love it because there's no music. Oh, the, no country for old men. Yeah, where's that? That's available? probably my second favorite. So there you go. That one was on Netflix like well, two weeks ago. Now it's not. You have to. So you have to catch them when they're on. So if you want to yeah. watch Molly's Game, but they rotate through. I guess the point is they rotate through very quickly. So we've adopted a new strategy with streaming, which is plan in advance. Now, you know there are several articles that go out over many publications that actually tell you What's when on services, and when they, yeah. what, you know, what are leaving certain mm -hmm. months. Because actually how they do it is by month. Yeah. They just take loads in by the month, giggity, and then <laughs> send them out at the end of the month. Uh, yes, it's, it's quite true. But anyways, uh, I, so we have in this, in this pandemic, we have, we have really keyed in on the strategy to finding what is good and available versus just going on there. We did one night of just like 38 minutes of just scrolling through Netflix, mm. then Hulu, then Amazon and going, oh yeah, I kind of wanted to see that. So I, I would give all the credit to my wife because she is just, she's like, here's the list. I go, cool, what's on your list? And then that's what movie we're watching. Yeah, somebody's pretty adamant about the fact that the English game is a movie, and somebody else is also just letting us know that the English patient is a movie. Yeah, that's super, I didn't know that. Super helpful. Don't so. watch the English patient. Don't watch English patient. Didn't that? Well, that's one of those Academy it's Awards. Effing awful. Effing awful. Yes, like bad. It is. No. Um, it was one of those ones. Did you ever see Lincoln with uh, Daniel Day Lewis? I did not. Yeah. See, that's another one where it won awards, but. Unless you are a, like, movie, like, uh, you know, a, a man of finer cinema. Yeah. You'll get just bored. That, like, you, you have to really be into movies to enjoy and appreciate it. Yeah. We were trying to think of, so Molly's Game I thought was very good. Uh, I would recommend uh, people try it. Will is saying don't, but he hasn't seen it. Uh, he just hates Aaron Sorkin. Uh, but I was wondering, would you want to have a movie made about you if you knew it was going to be mediocre to bad? 
Uh, you get a movie made about your life, and you're like, oh, well, that was nice, but, like, that was a pretty bad performance by the guy that played me, and that movie kind of sucked. Sure. I don't know who would play me. Maybe Mark Ruffalo. Well, it'd be nobody, because it'd be no, a it'd be bad Mark movie. Ruffalo. All right. Mark Ruffalo would totally play me in a movie. Either that or Channing Tatum. He's much older Actually, than you. It, it would be a... It, it would Wouldn't be it a, have to be a younger person? Yeah. Because if it was my whole life, and I'm yeah. just assuming we're going way forward here. Sure. Yeah, Channing Tatum would play me in my 20s, but then you'd get Mark Ruffalo in my, uh, like, midlife. And in my 30s, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Maybe, uh, maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. If you stay right here on this fine radio station, you will hear the 2014 Civil War. Um, might not recommend that for Beavers fans. Will, you excited about the reliving the 14? No? All right. Thank you, everybody. We're done. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.